Welcome to LED Talk with PixelFlex, your monthly podcast where we discuss the technology and solutions helping transform spaces into immersive, dynamic digital marbles. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of LED Talk. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm excited to welcome John Lewis, the lead consultant and sales representative at PixelFlex to the show. Hey John, how are you today, man? Hey man, doing great. It's uh, it's a nice day. It's a nice autumn day, loving it. Nice autumn day, always a good time to talk LED screens and uh, and so much more. And we also were joined by Chris Clark, the director of media for Southside Baptist Church. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and as you can probably guess at this point, good listener, uh, we are discussing LED in the House of Worship today, and uh, this is going to be a really exciting topic because I think this is one of the areas where LED has really grown and the market has really expanded over the last several years. And uh, I think that there are a lot of factors to take into account when you're considering implementing LED technology into a place of worship. So, Chris, just from your perspective, what were some of the major factors that you took into account when you were making this decision on behalf of Southside? It was just one of those things we had seen. We, we, we weren't really sure about price. We weren't really sure about any of that. It was just kind of one of those distant things. We had a system uh, in place that when we built a new building, we installed a system of uh, an array of TVs. It was like 24, 65-inch TVs or whatever. And basically, that was, as you can imagine, not stellar. It, it didn't look great. It was kind of funky looking and, and odd. And so we we knew at some point down the road we were going to investigate. And that's where you know PixelFlex came in. We did a Google search, and they popped up. And we started the conversation, and we're very happy that we did. What was it about LED that kind of drew you to it initially that, that made you think, uh, okay, this is a product that we should at least explore because, you know, what we have right now isn't ideal. We'd like to move to this. What was it initially about LED that, that I guess, piqued your interest? Yeah, well, I think if you've ever been to a concert or a, an arena or anything like that, it's obvious. You see it. It's it's seamless. It's bright. It's vibrant. It's clear. You know, it's just one of those things that is eye-catching, no mm-hmm. matter where you're at. Anytime you see LED, it, it catches your eye. And uh, I mean, if you look at Times Square right now, it's just blanketed, right, in LED. I mean, that's just what we, we see. So I think that was just one of those things that, you know, we all kind of knew. We're big sports people here on staff at Southside. So we, <laughs> we've all seen the LED in the stadiums and the arenas. And, you know, it was just, hey, what would it look like in, in, in our place? I mean, what would it look like, you know, if we were to pull the trigger on something like that? And like I said, it, we are extremely glad that we did. <laughs> I remember one of the things that we talked about with your with your old system is that you were constantly having to check your content because of all the bezels between the TVs. Yeah. And so you'd have like complete letters just missing from some of your yeah. words and things like that that you were guys trying to always work through, which I thought was yes. kind of an interesting problem. I never think of that because I don't look at TVs every day in an array like you were. Yeah. So, well, it's a, it's a couple things with the TVs. There's a couple problems, uh, more than a couple, but I'll just focus on a couple, you know, like you said, with, with the bezels uh, or or the lines that go through, it looks like a giant grid is over a screen. You know, the content creators for the screen, we have to worry about how that's going to play. Now, you know, when we design something, we're just making it look good, right? We're, we're making it do what we want it to do. We're, we're making the graphic or the video look exactly how we want with no fear of how it's going to play in the auditorium, right? So before we would render out a video or, or save a graphic and, and go upstairs and look at it in the auditorium, and we would just hope and pray 
that the important stuff wouldn't fall in a crack you know, is what it looked like in the screen. So now we don't have to worry about that at all. Also, another thing is that the, with the TVs is when you have lights on, on stage or whatever, you know, hitting the, the, you know, the singers in the face and lighting up the stage that glares off of those TVs very bad. Oh yeah. The reflection uh, off of the glass. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's just one of those things where it used to be we would make a graphic or a video go upstairs and it would look 10 times worse than it did, you know, when we were making it. Now, when we make something and we go upstairs, it looks 10 times better than it did on our monitor. Mm. So it's just a nice change of pace for sure. John, when somebody like Chris approaches you about like, hey, we'd like to explore LED in our worship spaces, uh, what are some of the things that you uh, immediately start walking through as far as uh, figuring out what's going to work best for them and kind of fit their particular needs? Yeah, so a lot of it comes down to a couple factors. Number one, how are they how are they exporting content currently? How are they creating content currently? Um, there's a lot of churches, you know, Chris's is pretty advanced. They actually make their own content. They're not just like, you know, going to, you know, a graphics page and, and grabbing video and throwing it through ProPresenter. They're, they're really doing some intricate stuff. So I knew we had some options for them. I think finding out how they're currently exporting video, how they're currently putting together that's that's a big deal. And then another huge aspect of it is, well, what do they want to do? Do they want to do it in series-based pieces where they're, you know, every maybe three to four months, they're changing the stage look? Are they more focused on just putting the right piece in, maxing out the space? And can they hang it? Can, do they need to put it on a wall? Does it need to be built on the stage? I mean, those are some of the basic right out of the gate. And then Another huge piece of this is most of most churches are now live streaming to some capacity. So we just need to know how intricate that is because LED will pixelate, you know, if there's a close-up camera doing a close-up shot, you know, how far away is the lead pastor going to be positioned from where the LED screen is and then where are the cameras that are live streaming. So I think you, that's a well-rounded way to look at it to mm-hmm. say, how big a screen do you need? How are you going to push content? How intricate can you get? One of the things we had to tackle for Chris was, at the end of the day, they really wanted to replace that TV screen and go big. At what point are we getting over HD in sizing? And how are we going to export eight, you know, bigger than HD? And how, what does that all look like? So those are some of the componentry and some of the thought processes that have to go into it. Sometimes integration companies are great choices, and a lot of these church guys are big DIY guys and like to figure it out themselves. <laughs> it's just letting them know what their options are and just talking through what the best-case scenario is because at the end of the day, it's got to work on Sunday. So, Chris, what was it like kind of exploring that process with John and having somebody you know, at, at PixelFlex really kind of walk through that process with you to understand what your needs were at, at Southside? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it was fantastic working with John. We, you know, I, I like to think I think about a lot of different angles. And, I, you know, as a production person, I like to put out fires before they happen and really think about things. But with John, obviously his experience, he asked questions that I hadn't thought of. How far is the lead pastor going to step off? How's that going to look? Things of that nature. And so just working with him, like I said, he really raised my awareness, I guess would be the best way to put it of what it takes. It was a, a seamless process. We we talked, uh, you know, early on, and then we ended up, um, me and uh, one of our other staff members um, decided to just make the drive to Nashville. Our, our senior pastor wanted us to go look at it before we, you know, made the purchase or whatever. So we went <laughs> up, looked, they had a demo, and uh, it was, we were just blown away. And we, I mean, we knew we would be, but when we actually saw it, you know, one of the funny things we did is we put 
our senior pastor is an enormous Alabama fan, football fan. <laughs> and so we put, you know, the Alabama logo and roll tide or something on the screen. And then we I like think we put a, pl- I think it. we put like an action shot, like up on the other yeah, wall yeah, and then yeah, had you did. guys stand in front of it. And like, this is a real live shot. Like Basser, you yeah. could be on the field, you know, <laughs> on campus. Right. So, I mean, we know how to play the game for sure. I feel like most, most staff members at churches do, but uh, we definitely leveraged that. And, you know, but start to finish the whole process and working with John and Pixel Flex was, was as good as it could possibly be. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, someone once told me that not even the biggest mega church in the country has the AV budget that they wish they had. That There's always something bigger, always something better. You know, there's always something more that you could spend on. And obviously, churches all have budgets that they have to maintain and that sort of thing. So how did you balance the desire for, you know, top-notch performance? Also with that understanding that you're on a budget and there's only so much that you can spend on AV-type products. Yeah, I, this was a... I would say a multi-year prep for mm-hmm. us. It's not It's not like we um, just decided on a Monday morning staff meeting, hey, we need an LED screen and let's just go do this. I mean, this was a conversation that we had. We knew we weren't happy with what we had. It wasn't functioning uh, the way we wanted. It was confusing. It wasn't clear. It didn't help people. When we do production, we like to, in church, we, we like to enhance the worship experience without ever being a distraction. Well, the, the previous solution that we had wasn't a solution at all. It was very distracting, right? It, it, was, it was tacky and, and all those things. So we knew we weren't happy. We had the conversations about it. We didn't really um, dive too deep into talks, um, you know, with a company or Pixelflex or anything like that. But we did kind of general research and then we knew we had to save a little bit. So th- I think that's kind of how we balanced it. It was a multi-year process for us to get to the point where we're like, okay, we're ready to do this. I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. prioritized some things budget-wise o- over the span of a couple of years, and then we were able to to make the purchase. I think that's really wise. So you think about it. Um, a lot of times what happens is, is you know, you, you ramp up for like an Easter Sunday and you're like, man, we really need to make sure we step it up for next year. Well, mm-hmm. that's the time to have the conversation about it because it might take a year to get the resources lined up and That's researched right. out and making the right purchase at the right time. What what I hate hearing is when someone calls me like March and they're like, "Hey man, we need this by this time. We finally got the we got the money." And it's like, "Well, we should have been talking in October. You know, we need to plan this out and make sure you have everything in place that you need and make sure you're not forgetting about a very specific like, "Oh, I'm actually going to need to upgrade my video card so that it's not VGA right. output, right?" Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just all of these little things you got to think about. And so what I appreciated about Chris is they were in a place where they could make a wise decision quickly, um, but they had also been prepping. So it wasn't like a fast decision. It was just they were finally in a position to, to time it out. That makes a lot of sense. Now, John, when it comes to you know, helping places of worship, you know, churches and, and that sort of thing that are on a budget, and I mean, everybody's on a budget. Nobody comes in with an unlimited budget when it comes to LED screens or anything like that. But right. when it comes to these particular circumstances, are there ways that, you know, you can make compromises here and there? Like say, okay, maybe maybe with how far back, you know, people are going to be from the actual screens, we can go with a slightly larger pixel pitch, save you some money and go with a, a larger screen or something along those lines. Are there compromises or little gives and takes here and there that you can make that help churches kind of end up with the best possible product for them? Mantel, we're going to have to have you do some consulting because that's like a perfect, <laughs> perfect option. So yes, exactly. You know, so some of the questions of, you know, where, how, how far away is the lead pastor, where are your cameras at, how far away is the first 
row of congregation. Those all matter because those do play into pixel density. You know, our eyes have a finite uh, amount of resolution that we can see at distance. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, if you're at the first row of IMAX, you, you're almost kind of sitting back in your seat. You want to move to the back of the auditorium, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the same rule does apply to, to LED. At certain distances and sizes, our eyes, the image will clear up at specific distances and pixel densities. So it's, it's, not, it's an art form more than it is like science. Um, so it's just kind of an experience thing of like, well, hey, you're doing a 20-foot wide wall. It's roughly, you know, 12 feet high would be a 16.9. Let's look at doing something that, you know, maybe it's hitting 720p. Oh my gosh, 720p, that sounds horrible. Well, actually at distance and size, it's really, really clean. Mm -hmm. So it's just some of those things that you have, to, you have to work through and look at the budget. You know, one of the other, I think, things that's very important is how is this installing? How is it hanging? You know, for example, one of the things that's phenomenal about the product that Chris chose is that he's got a super quick swap on the back of it if anything goes wrong in crunch time. He can probably swap out 80% of the failure points of, a, of an LED panel in about 20 to 30 seconds from wow. the back of the screen. He's very, yep. very quick, bam, go, fix it later. You know, if you don't want to pay that extra dollar to get that ease of use, you might be able to save some dollars by taking maybe not as an easy of a product to change on the fly in the heat of the moment, but you can get a little bit more cost effective in some componentry saving by going to more simplistic design. Yeah, sure. It may take a little bit longer to fix a thing, but you're, then you're really just hedging your bets. So you're not going to drop a power supply at, you know, 745 with an 8 a.m. service, you know, whereas if you buy the, if you buy the high grade stuff, boom, you, you spent that money wisely. Now you have, you have the plan in place for just, you know, a quick recovery. Right. So. To that point, Chris, how many times have you had that happen? So maybe it's not even applicable. Maybe it hasn't happened to you a lot. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. It, I, I mean, maybe one time I've had to change something. Like in the heat maybe, of the moment? Yeah, heat of the moment, literally maybe one time. So. Got it. And again, so, it was nobody even noticed anything. So Yeah. Right. So one of the other things I think is that it's not rare to have a certain set of expectations for how you're going to implement something. And then once it's fully deployed, you have this realization that you're going to use it differently, just kind of once you have your hands on it and you're able to work with it. So when it came to that for you, Chris, how did that experience go? Did it work the way that you expected it to? And did it elevate the worship service in that kind of way? Or was it different? So it worked fantastic, it, straight out, obviously. Um, we had it raised, it was maybe eight feet off the ground. I think it was like 27 feet wide and 11 feet tall or something. Just one giant block of screen, right? Eight feet tall. So cameras didn't hit it. Um, we had staging up underneath it or whatever. So a camera shot, like a center camera shot wouldn't hit the screen, but so it worked that way. It worked fantastically. But one of the things we loved about this is we've been able to change maybe our original idea because we didn't really know because you know with tvs they were just locked in there we couldn't do anything right well with this we've now lowered the screen to the floor so it's behind the camera shot right it's we've now broken up part of it and we just changed this randomly depending on what series we have so we have a still you know pretty large screen in the middle but now we've kind of taken off two like strips you know that's like two panels wide but still 11 feet tall and we've kind of split that out a little bit wider and put some lights in between them so there's customization with led that obviously you don't get with a projector or hanging tvs or something like that and it's very quick i mean it's not a it's not a complicated process and so it worked outstanding how we thought it would 
straight out. But then obviously we were, our wheels started turning as soon as we got it. We're like, Hey, you know, we can, us creatives, we don't like to just do the same thing every, every service. Sure, right. So sure, we want right. to change things up and this gives us the freedom uh, to be able to do that well and quickly. One of the things that you said to me, Chris, I think while I was down there, um, you were commenting, you know, the cool thing about it is that it's not like it's a projection screen where it's like a white background that's sticking out until oh, you content yes. on it. Mm-hmm. You actually have like a black canvas to work from, which I thought yeah. was an interesting way to put it. Do you want to dive into that a little? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a, a pretty wide stage and it's got a, a, a black curtain, obviously, that goes and one of the things that I absolutely love about the screen is when it's not on, nobody can even see that a screen is there. So when we put content on it that maybe is like black based with like a logo, it just looks floating. It just looks like it's floating, right? So if it's a projector screen, that white screen is there all the time. Even if there's no content on it, you can still see a screen. So yeah, I mean, I just think that it's there's there's something beautiful about walking in and then, you know, there's just like surprise. There's content that just starts floating, quote unquote, just on the stage. I think that that's a very unique thing um, that obviously we love. I mean, it, we use that all the time. So I love that you can harness that with your lighting rig, too. So like you guys can use certain washes and, and ways to yep. go ahead and all of a sudden you'll have a lyric piece content, lyric, you know, like a lyric piece just literally pop out of nowhere. That that's exactly right directed to which is such a good that's idea exactly mm-hmm. such a good idea and i guess just kind of one of the things coming from a a church background that you want your technology to be impactful and you want it to be there but you also don't want it to be distracting so there has to be this element of effortlessness at least on the appearance of it for the people that are there in the worship center you don't want it to be this big distracting thing you want it to when you want it to go away it goes away and and that sort of thing so having that kind of customization seems like an important aspect specifically for houses of worship definitely yes yes and yes i mean again we have the ability to use it when we want which is most of the time obviously we have a fantastic piece of technology we want to use but at the same time on more reserved parts of the service, we can literally just push of a button, make it disappear. Uh, I mean, and people, it, it does, it's not even there on our stage. It doesn't show up on any camera angle. Your mm. eyeballs don't even see it. I mean, it's That's just awesome. black. Yeah. So uh, it, there's just something very cool about that, for sure, having that option. Uh, I think most people, when they think of LED, just to kind of take a, a quick pivot aside real quick, I think people think only of the sanctuary or the worship center, which I, I know I'm guilty of that. But there are also other applications kind of throughout the church building. And, and Chris, I'm, I'm curious, did you guys install any other screens maybe outside the, the worship center to show kind of what's going on inside or just in other parts of the church to display announcements or anything along those lines? So we, we have not yet LED in the auditorium, but we are in talks again. It's a process um, as I mentioned earlier, but we have talked about obviously different options, you know, maybe getting the live feed out in the lobby uh, on a bigger display than, you know, maybe a TV would give or something like that. We've talked about different announcement, like banner strips that Mm -hmm. could happen in the lobby. The beauty of LED is it, can do anything that you think about, right? Like, I mean, it's not, and that's what I think. I don't want to be, as a creative person, I don't want to be limited. And that's the beauty of this is if I want to do announcements in a cool way in the lobby, you know, that's like an ultra wide, that's 10 feet wide and 18 inches tall, I I can do something like that just randomly, right? right? It gives you that option. When you, when you go LED, you have all those options. So 
we haven't done anything specifically like that, um, but I have an Evernote note that is full of ideas just like that. So <laughs> I was going to say, last time I was there, we walked around and we were like, oh, this would be a good place to put some yes. wayfinding. This would yeah. be a good place to think about it. Yeah. You know, from a PixelFlex, you know, manufacturing side of it, we're always looking at that stuff because we're dealing with corporate lobbies. We're dealing with trade show wayfinding um, and how that could apply to House of Worship. We actually have a couple product lines that are pretty intriguing um, for those exact things, I think. You see a lot of pop-up banners and, I mean, churches throw a lot of money into print for pop-up banners, mm-hmm. um, you know, and let's honestly, if there's one typo, guess what? You're reprinting that joker once you see it. And, yep. you know, there's just this vetting process that is not as critical with digital. And when you can keep it in an LED format, you can just go, oh man, I spelled church wrong. You know, it's just a little bit easier and less painful on the, you know, as you're creative, you can be fast, you can be mobile, you can keep things moving and direct people. So I do think that historically the price points of LED has been a hindrance for House of Worship to do, uh, you know, to do more in the lobby area because they, you know, the resources need to go to the presentation um, of the gospel. Yeah. And so I think historically it's been difficult to get those assets into the lobby. But I think that where the industry is headed as a whole, there's a, there's more options out there. B, um, you can find the resources and C, the prices are just getting um, competitive. As the industry drives to higher and higher pixel densities, the more standard pixel density, the 3.9, the 625, um, those pixel densities are getting very cost effective as a result. So the technology is phenomenal. Chris, I believe you have 3.9, right? Yeah, yeah, 3.9. Yeah, so 3.9 is such a great option for House of Worship. And five years ago, 3.9 was very expensive because that's just where the industry was. Now that everyone is pushing into very high resolutions for very up-close corporate lobby, corporate room meetings, et cetera, mm-hmm. that means the price points are getting more realistic for the 3.9. And the 3.9 is very, very viable for House of Worship on stage, on camera. And it's just the price points are getting great. Um, I just, I, I really have high hopes for some of those assets being able to be used in the lobby. That's as Chris was saying, he's got an Evernote full. So <laughs> you know, we will, we will get there where it makes sense because it has to make sense at the end of the day with the budget. Yeah. John, it sounds like you guys, specifically you at PixelFlex, really enjoy working with churches and really working with uh, people like Chris because of that creative energy that they have and that uh, desire and ability to always kind of be creating and to use your products in creative ways. What is that process like? And, and do you enjoy kind of, the, I guess, working with people like Chris and other churches just because of that creative energy and the way that they use your product? Well, I think what's a lot of fun is a lot of what we do is like a stock 16 by nine screen in a lobby mm-hmm. of a, you know, of a corporate office or it's in their conference room and so we're just dealing with diagonal numbers right like that's the day-to-day that's what we do on a daily basis so if you have a house of worship team that has creative juices flowing and they're like well man i mean we could really put the you know for this series we could land like some stuff on the stage we could put some out out pieces around the drum kit and you start talking about what's possible as you're mapping it and thinking about content from a different way Mm -hmm. i think that's when it ends up being fun because what you're trying to do is you're trying to outfit them with the tools to change it up if you get them into a product line that's malleable and they can change it up and and use them as lego blocks like they're intended that's when it gets to be really fun because they're going to come back and all of a sudden you'll get a text and it's like hey check out this new setup we did and it's like, I never would have thought of doing that. That's sure, really sure. cool. Like, wow. Like, I'm 
that's really cool. Can I use that for someone else's design? Oh no, I'll wait till your series is over. You know, like that's, <laughs> that happens a lot and it's fun. I mean, I, I think that's the enjoyable part of what we do is it's, it's not just rectangles. It's what can you do with it? That makes it interesting and, and a good flow for what, for what you're trying to do. Chris, if someone were to ask kind of your uh, recommendations and your suggestions for other churches that are going to walk through this same experience that are interested in LED technology, what are some pointers? What are some tips that you would give them just to make their lives easier and to help them make the right decision for them? Yeah. Well, I think that, like I said, it was a, it was a long process to get to the point of, of actually getting the screen. So we did research, we, you know, weighed out options. This is one of the things that really helped us move in this direction. We have projectors that are fine projectors. They're older, but uh, I mean, they're bright for projectors, 23,000 lumens or something like that. Mm -hmm. But now that's pales in comparison next to the LED screen, right? Um, But the problem with, with stuff like that is, you know, we were maintaining it just to maintain it. I mean, I'm, I'm changing bulbs, you know, three times a year and bulbs in a projector like that are not cheap. Right. So it's one of those things that if a church was looking into it, I would say, do your research. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. As John said, the the cost is probably coming down a little bit. Right. And if anyone wants to ask about the three nine and how good it is, please come look at ours. I feel like you'd be happy. You're going to be blown away as soon as you see it. Right. Just like we were when we visited. So if a church was looking into it, I, I mean, I could not possibly recommend going this way any more than I, I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's a complete no-brainer. Obviously, I understand budgets. I've been in church world. My, my dad is a pastor. I understand budgets in right. churches, right? right? I get that. If at all possible, and you can move that direction, even if it takes five years, you'll be very happy. I mean, this has enhanced our service enormously. It's one of those things that when people see... You know, we can make it eye-catching if we want, or we can make it disappear. We have that options as we we have those options as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But it really just flat out works, right? Like it's not, it doesn't matter what angle people are looking. There's no glare off of it. It doesn't matter if the bulbs haven't been replaced in two months on a projector and it's a little bit dim. No, 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 right, no, no, no. Right. It just looks the way it looks. It's consistent. It's beautiful, no matter how you're looking at it. So I would say do your research you know, weigh out your options. And I feel like you'll, you'll probably land on, you know, looking this direction. That's yeah. You I bring up say. a good point with the ROI on bulbs. I mean, uh, my church has a, still has a PJ um, as their center screen and they finally, you know, finally are now looking to replace it just because they're throwing so much money away on bulbs. And it's just mm-hmm. to keep an inferior product moving. And it's like, that's right. Man, that's right. Because it's like, well, if we would have started saving at this point, we might've already been here. And it's not to say that LED is the end all beat all for every application. Um, I just think that the opportunity is there to, to pursue. I will say from my end, you know, looking at some of the projects I've seen, I will say that componentry is a huge part of it. There's a reason why your stuff is flat out working versus like trying to get it off Alibaba. So, I mean, there's a little, <laughs> right. there's a little something That's to right. be aware of, right? Uh, but, you know, it, there's a lot of research to be done and there's a lot of there's a lot of great outlets. So I, I think LED is a great option for house of worship. I think it would be, especially when you look at, I mean, for you, Chris, what I love about this conversation is not only are we able to talk about projectors, we're able to talk about a TV array as well. And mm-hmm. so yeah. just looking at all of those three technologies, and those are all choices that a church has to make. Like, what direction do we go? Those are kind of the three avenues that you can kind of go 
to get the experience you're looking for. So it's just interesting that we can kind of cover all bases on this on this podcast. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. I, I think that this has been just a really informative look at the positives and, and just the decision-making process of going with LED in that house of worship setting. And, uh, and yeah, it's been a, a real pleasure getting a chance to talk to you guys about this today. So Chris and John, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, and uh, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Love it. Thanks. Thanks, Todd.